Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott. Alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, what's up? My uh, my window is shaking from the wind. It's so windy. <laughs> it is a very windy day here in the nation's capital on a Wednesday here. And yeah, it's cold. It's windy. It's snowed twice this week. And Scott, I'm choosing to interpret this as the weather... God's telling us all to just cool down, stay inside. There's nothing to come out here for. Just do your thing, everybody. Yeah, last night I was looking at my window and I went, oh, man, it looks like it started to snow. And then 30 seconds later I looked over and you couldn't even see across the street. It was insane. <laughs> like, and it was only that way for maybe 10 minutes. But, like, yeah. like visibility down to less than an eighth of a mile. Like, insane. Yeah, just absolute madness, though, what's going on here weather-wise uh, across the country, really. Uh, we've seen snow at various places across the country. But then there was like some sort of, was it a high-pressure system? Scott, this is your domain, where I saw the other day it was something like 15 degrees in Moose Jaw and then minus 10 in Winnipeg or something. Wow, that's uh, that's yeah. pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah, as the system sort of started to move across the prairies, I think I think that's what I saw. But uh, hopefully everyone is uh, as comfortable as you can be out there, uh, given the current uh, conditions. And, and Scott, I'll just say off the top too, uh, for any of anyone who who listens to us, who's from Nova Scotia, who's from that area, uh, certainly we're all thoughts with you and. and a horrible situation out there in Nova Scotia. So we're sending all the best. And I know the whole country is, uh, you know, rallying around, you know, sending best vibes to the folks out there in Nova Scotia. Very tragic situation there on Sunday. So I just wanted to uh, acknowledge that and uh, send our love to the folks out there on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Sean. So, uh, you know, what, as we've been trying to do over the past few weeks as we transition, however awkwardly from that, uh, you know, we're going to keep going with, with the show and, and hopefully give you a bit of a respite from the realities of the, the world as they currently sit right now. Scott, I, I wrote a piece today that was published over at Active History where I'm one of the editors with my buddy Aaron Boys, and every year we do a year in review 100 years later, and we started that in 2013, and he had the idea of what if we went back into the entire 1910s decade. So over the next four weeks, including today, we're publishing 1910, then 11, then 12. Then we're doing a Winners at War uh, that will correspond with the Survivor finale. And in the intro to it, I wrote that you know at the end of 2019, we had in the bracket, we wrote something like, the news has been bad this year. It's been a slog to get through. And then... You know, 2020 came along and was like, hold my beer. <laughs> like, uh, so, you know, we're going to keep doing our best to try and just, just give some positive content, have some fun uh, in the best way we can in these circumstances. And, Scott, since we're stuck inside, not only because of what's going on with the uh, COVID-19, but also certainly in Ottawa here and elsewhere across the country, weather-wise, not really wanting to go outside, 
we decided to go through YouTube and come up with some of the games that we are particularly fond of that we think would make for good watching while you're stuck inside. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much great curling content out there. Uh, Also, thanks for the reminder to look at your piece. I I, uh, do enjoy reading it every year. Thank you. And now I've got three to look forward to in the next uh, three weeks or four weeks. So there you go. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. They're long. They're they, you know, it's it's not a five minute read. Yeah, I'm just eh, saying. What else am I doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we went through like there's so much good curling stuff on YouTube, and a new channel uh, popped up maybe two or three weeks ago called VHS Curling, and it's this guy yeah. who's got all these VHS tapes of old curling that he recorded and has been just uploading them. And it's awesome. <laughs> like there's some set, some really fun <laughs> stuff to watch. A lot of a lot of uh, fun looks. Uh, you know the the baggy uh, jackets and pants yes. and stuff. The the fun hairdos that everybody's got. The mustaches and stuff. Uh, so a, a really sweet uh, fun channel to go look through. But uh, I picked out Sean. I have like I feel like it's twelve things on this list. It's num it's okay. numbered to eleven, but one of them's kind of a double, and one of them's, you know, not a full match. But uh, you've ranked stuff. Yeah, I, I ranked. I, I came up with like a top five of things that I would sort of recommend to people. Yeah, you know, within those five, there's a bunch of games. So uh, it's more than five okay. games, but yeah, I, I did come up with a top five. Why don't Why don't we go through your top five? And then okay. afterwards, if there's anything I didn't also put on my list, we can uh, we can go through that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's do that. So I I do have a bit of a recency bias here, uh, for a few reasons. One, just my age and and the things that come to mind when I think of this. So you know, I, I certainly TV, the TV was tuned to curling when when we were kids, Scott. Uh, but I don't really have that much memory of full games. So when I was trying to think of full games that I would want to go watch again. Uh, I certainly have a, a recency bias to that, and I've ranked them sort of differently. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with the the best, my best ranking, and then I'll just run through what I think the best would be to watch in this current circumstance. Uh, so, in terms of the best quality of games that we saw for for watching, I've my number five. I have three things all put together, and those are the 2016, 2018, and 2019 Continental Cup final draws. So. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for these on YouTube, in 2016, it's uh, Nicodine versus Kevin Cooey. 18, it's Gushu versus Ulzrud. And 19, it's also Gushu versus Ulzrud. Mm. How about that? Um, so the reason I picked these is that they are, they're really fun. Uh, the Continental Cup's a, a good time. And these are great finishes. So if you remember 2016, they go into the final draw. The two teams are tied. And they're going across the sheets. There's, you know, Adin and Kui is the feature game, but they're going across the sheets as the teams get closer to that 30-point barrier. Uh, and what's great about it is it happens almost simultaneously. It's the last rock at the eighth end in the Kui game, and he has a run back that he barely misses, uh, just like just a fraction of an inch misses, and then it immediately goes over to the mixed game where John Morris is throwing. Uh, he has to sort of rub in off one to get his points in the skin. And now I was there, Scott, and that place erupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that was a live, it was a live crowd all weekend. And it was a amazing crowd on the Sunday night. 
and that place just went nuts when John Morris made that shot, and like Russ Howard is laughing <laughs> uh, because of that. It's like this in unison, just erupt. It's amazing uh, to watch. So I have the 2016 one there. In 2018, of course, that was when they were tied 30-30 at the action, and we had a draw to the button to win between Thomas Ulrich and. Brad Gushu, and they were selected because their game took so much longer than the games. Kevin Cooey was on the ice that night, but he had been off for 20 minutes by the time that they were done. So they had those guys go out there and throw. You also had a draw to the button in the Sylvanas Tiranzoni Rachel Holman game uh, that was over on the other side of the the arena because they had to draw for the last skin. So just a, a really exciting night there in 2018 and then in 2019 that was when the world team comes into the final draw only needing a point to win and they it took them all the way to the eighth end and the skins like i thought it'd be over within the first 25 minutes of the draw took them all night and team north america slowly kept coming back and back and back and even gushu at one point just turned to the media bench and was like i don't know what's going on (laughs) and uh and finally in the eighth end you get Eve Muirhead making the shot and not really knowing. Like, there's like a five-second beat where you're not sure if they actually got it or not. And uh, it's super fun. And, and so those ones, you know, the, the competition's great. In all three cases, the crowd is really into it, and that's going to be a theme throughout my uh, picks for the most part, mm-hmm. that, you know, you have live awesome crowds in it that really makes the experience great. So I have those three as sort of one entry, those, those Continental Cup final draws. When they're good, they're a lot of fun. Wow, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, something I didn't put on my list at all. I didn't have any Continental Cup stuff on here. Maybe. Yeah, I figured you would. Yeah, maybe that's what uh, what you would have figured. And I, I remember being there too. Was 2016 the one in Vegas that I went to as well? Yeah, you yeah. were there as a 50-50 seller. Yeah, 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 and I do, I do remember. I couldn't remember if it was 15 or 16, but, but yeah, the arena gets loud, and it's just like really loud. Like, holy cow, this is a great atmosphere, right? And they announced, yeah. I believe they announced after that that they were going to Vegas for the Men's Worlds in 2018. Uh, I think yeah. that we kind of knew during that event. Uh, from my perspective as a volunteer, and I was thinking, oh boy, this is going to be really great to have a full week event here. Uh, people are going to be into it, and turns out maybe not so much. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely remember that the atmosphere of that arena. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely hopping. And uh, another hidden gem in that broadcast is all the games go to the fourth end break at the same time, and in the arena. Uh, as well as in, uh, on TV. They were able to do it at the same time. They showed one of Vic's essays and video essays, and this one is about uh, a curling fan from Mexico. Oh, yes. Who, you know, she, she had it. She moved into an apartment which had a Canadian dish, uh, so she just stumbled on curling, watched it, and loved it, and uh, she, she, you know, saved to come to the Continental Cup in Vegas, and her dream was to touch the ice because uh, mm. she, she didn't, Really, which is makes sense because, like, you know, unless you feel it, you don't really know. Like, when see people say it's pebbled, like, what does that actually mean? So, you know, they have this moment of her. She meets Team Home, and they give her a jersey. She goes and she touches the ice, and they show that. Uh, it's this. I think it's the best video essay that Vic has ever done. To be honest, I get misty watching it. Like, it's so good. Uh, so it's a hidden gem in there, and because it was on 
TV at the same time as in the arena. Once it's done, the broadcast goes to her in her seat, and she's crying, and the whole arena stands up <laughs> and applauds for her. It's just it's a beautiful moment. That uh, yeah, it, it's just great. Like the last line of it where he says, you know, most fans tomorrow they'll be flying north, but one will be flying south. It's just ah, <laughs> oh, it's Gives so you good. The feels. It's you know that's why Vic's the best. You, you so uh, so yeah so so I have I have those three uh, as number five number four I, this is another joint one it's my last joint one don't worry it's the 2010 Olympic finals the two of mm, them okay so uh, Canada against Sweden Cheryl Bernard going up against Annette Nordberg and then on the men's side Kevin Martin against Thomas Ulsrud and the reason I put these two together is I. I it may not be fair. The women's game is way better than the men's yeah. game, just as a game. Yeah, as a game. Uh, like, I don't think there's any question about that. But uh, what's really cool about watching these on YouTube is that there's they're up there with no commentary. So you just get the raw broadcast, mm. which is really cool. Uh, you know, you can hear the players still, uh, but you can hear that building. And again, now, Scott, you were there. Mm -hmm. Talk about live buildings. <laughs> Those were two live buildings. That that must like like I think it might have been the loudest building I like I've ever heard for a sporting event. And when you say that and curling at the same time, like that's pretty crazy, right? I yeah. I can imagine yeah. like the Blue Jays in 2015 when Batista hits the home run for yeah. the bat flip, and I can imagine that would be definitely louder just because there's way more people. But six six thousand sure. people in that tiny Olympic curling venue, and going nuts, it, just going nuts. People started singing "Oh Canada," I think, in the men's final as the final rock was coming down. <laughs> like it was, it was just like an incredible sporting experience. And yeah. I well, let, let me just correct because I did watch some of this today. Yeah. It's during uh, John Morris's turn. So the crowd starts singing. They're just peeling. They're, yeah. they're up three It's the, in the 10th end. And they're just peeling away corners. And the crowd starts singing. And John Morris sort of gets up from the hack. And I think it's Hebert who says, you know, we got time. And so he just stands back. And there's nothing going right. on on the ice while the crowd is singing. And, and, you know, the camera goes to Martin. And he's kind of talking to Uldrud. And Uldrud is kind of smiling and taking it all in. Ul, uh, uh, Jules Oucher has his camera out and is taking a video of it. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and, and just being – it was just really fun and really cool atmosphere. Uh, I don't know if I've mm -hmm. ever gone back and watched them on, on video, though. So uh, this is a good a good reminder. And, and the, yeah. the women's game was a better game, but the loss was sort of like, oh. It, it, really, it really sort of took the air out of it. Sure. And – but so you know, I, but, but still, like you silver medal's good. Yeah, silver medal's great. And when you when you watch it back, I I remember at the time thinking it. When I watched it again today, when Cheryl Bernard lets her rock go in the tenth end, she thinks she's won, mm -hmm. and she doesn't make the shot at jams uh, on a hit, and she comes back and just says, "That why didn't that curl?" Right? Is she, she threw the weight she wanted, and basically she just says, "We must have the broom in the wrong spot." Mm -hmm. Uh, and then in the 11th end, it's a steal for Annette Norberg to win on a shot that, again, Cheryl Bernard does not miss by much on 
either of those shots uh, that she had to win that gold medal. But what, what I found really cool about this broadcast is the mics are live in between the ends. Uh-huh. And you can hear some of the discussion. So between the, the 10th and the 11th, Cheryl Bernard is there. And they're talking, and she says, you know, like, this game has been nuts. It's been super fun. Like, let's just keep playing. And it's that sort of stuff that makes this particular broadcast a lot of fun to nice, watch. Nice, nice. I'll check that one out. Yeah. So uh, so my number three, Scott, I have the 2015 Tim Hortons Briar mm-hmm. final between Brad Jacobs and Pat Simmons. Of course, this is the famous turnaround team of Pat Simmons, John Morris. John Morris came in skipping this team. This is the year after uh, Kevin Cooey won the Briar with these three guys and then decided to change the team. They bring in Pat Simmons and they get Team Canada. First time a Team Canada had ever been at the Briar. They started out poorly. They made the switch to Pat Simmons and they come in to the final against Northern Ontario, who had gone through it only lost once during the week, Defend, won the one, two game defending champs, or I guess they were champs in 13, 13. Yeah. yeah of course they were at the Olympics in uh, 14. the year before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And they couldn't have been oh, defending right. champions team because they're team Canada. Yeah. They're playing against team Canada. So, uh, <laughs> now this game starts with four blank ends. Okay. Not, not great. great. But the second half of this game is amazing mm-hmm. it's just phenomenal uh with especially once you get to nine um simmons gets three and nine jacobs gets two and ten to tie and then it's that 11th end which is nip and tuck the whole way and simmons has to draw to the button to win yeah uh and of course he does and it's i, I talk about the shot i think way <laughs> way more than i should on this show but i love this shot is so much fun to i think watch. his broom is still in orbit <laughs> yeah yeah like you know when, when whenever they decide to tear down the saddle dome someone's gonna have to go up into the rafters and get that, get that broom, broom to put it in the sports canadian sports hall of yeah Day. i think uh simmons inspired jose batista for later, later <laughs> that year but this sean this is one that i've got on my list too absolutely great yeah. game I remember I watched this one in Victoria with uh, my curling teammates, uh, Deb and Dan at their house. Yep. And, uh, it, it was just like, we were all kind of like, Whoa, this, what's going on. It was like, like you say, the back and forth at the end of the game, just uh, amazing shot to win. So yeah, uh, definitely had that one. Yeah. Uh, it's su- super great game. And, and, you know, you forget to how good sometimes that Jacobs team was and mm-hmm. is uh and and you know this is sort of the the peak of them earlier that week they had the controversy of like tapping guys on the foot for you know knees on the ice and stuff so i mean this is where they were at probably their most polarizing but also arguably their best mm-hmm. uh following that olympic run so uh so super fun to see those guys there uh my number two scott uh again you know that that building was really hot for pat simmons the building in this building was, or the building in this game was also just going boncos. The 2017 Scotty's final between Michelle Inglot and Rachel Homan down in St. Catharines, Ontario. This game, Scott, was phenomenal all the way through. Yeah, this one was a really good game, and I didn't think of it to put it on my list. And now that you sent it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was really, really, really good. And yeah, so you had part of it was like yeah, go Michelle Englott, you know, 
sort of, oh, she moved to Manitoba. She got a new team. Uh, you hadn't heard from her in a while. Coming and having this crazy week, right? Yeah. Where, where they're, they came out of nowhere. I mean, you can never mm-hmm. really count out of Manitoba at a national event, but you you think Jennifer Jones more than you think, oh, Michelle Englott? Like, isn't isn't she 50 years old? And, <laughs> and like, came to play. And so had she beaten Holman during the week? Yeah. Right, like twice. Twice. In the one-two Twice, game and yeah. In, yeah, and so then this game happens, and you're like, whoa, man. So why don't you go ahead and, and say what you remember? Yeah, so just just an absolutely phenomenal game. Of course, Michelle Inglot starts with the hammer. You only have one blank end in the sixth. And what what's cool about it is that Holman cracks a three in the second and then gets the force in the third. So she's up 3-2 with the hammer. But steal in five, steal in seven. Uh, she gets the two in eight, steal in nine. And then that 10th end, Scott, things were going absolutely haywire for Rachel Holman and her team. Michelle Englott had the three set up. And Rachel Holman, on her last one, has to make a thin double, mm-hmm. like a, a super thin double. She says to Emma Miskew, sweep it to miss it. Right. You know, that like that's how thin it was. And... The intro to our show has a clip of Vic calling this. This is how much I like it. it. It's can uh, th- she make it for? Is that that one? Have they have they saved it for her? Yes. yes. And then the crowd goes nuts. Uh, and and it's sh- I, that shot is so good. The crowd is really into this game. Rachel Holman, when she makes that shot, is seems more relieved, right? She puts mm-hmm. the broom like up over her head and it's just sort of like yeah, really way just. <laughs> Like yay, um, but there's also a great clip to her dad's in the crowd, and like he can't sit during any of that tenth mm-hmm. end, and he goes bonkos when they, when they make the shot, and he's hopping around. It's so so much fun to watch. Yeah. And then if that wasn't enough, because Michelle Englott uh, makes her draw gets two, if that's not enough, we get to go to an extra end where Rachel Holman has to make a run back to win the game. <laughs> It's just incredible. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one that I should have had on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's an absolutely remarkable game. Uh, yeah, just and I love that it went to an extra. I should say too that Pat Simmons draw was all was an extra. Mm, two, that's right, uh, an eleventh end draw. So, uh, so yeah, those two, you know, one or the other, you know, you could take either. I think the fact that the the Scotty's final has two sort of all timer shots puts it ahead for me right on and uh can i can i guess where you're going with your number one please do well if you're talking about hot buildings how much you love hot buildings i love hot buildings. are you talking about the briar in newfoundland no i'm oh. not <laughs> no but that is the natural place that uh that you would think i would go i didn't put building up the the i, the I know the, the, i know this is the only one that didn't have a hot building uh on my list uh, but let's talk about that final, Scott, uh, before I give my number one, because uh, obviously that's on your uh, list. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I, oh, jeez. I was just thinking about like, <laughs> oh, you're you're building it up, uh, okay. Uh, but but yeah, we can talk about it. That that game was so incredible, in the yeah. fact that the the way that Gushu's rank started, that that year at the prior, 
They because they yeah. they started the the game well, but they started the week like at middling. I think. I think they were. I believe they lost. Like they lost that first game on the Saturday afternoon. I think they were one and three maybe, or or one yeah. and two at least to start, and then they sort of set, relaxed a bit, playing at home. They they felt the pressure of playing at home for sure. Uh, built yeah. it up throughout the week and left it all out there on the ice in that final. Uh, we also have the power outage during that final. Oh, that's right. When there was a. Uh, I think it was like 80 kilometer an hour winds or, or 100 kilometer an hour winds, something like that. Yeah. Uh, like the, and the, the place goes dark and everybody's like, what the heck do we do? So they bring out <laughs> their cell phones and everybody's sort of shining lights around and, uh, you know. And did they play music? Like, didn't the speaker system still work? And like they were still playing music and doing like a giant singer. It turned basically turned into a Newfoundland kitchen. It party. kind of was. Yeah. And, uh, they, the guys went to one of the other uh, sheets of ice and were playing sort of like uh, shooting from the hack, trying to, you know. I, oh, yeah, like the short, short curve yeah, or whatever. It's yeah, called. they were like yeah. passing time doing that. It, <laughs> it really felt very Newfoundland. And then, of course, the, the yes. last shot when, uh, you know, Jeff has hurt his shoulder and uh, Mark comes out and sort of replaces him and they get him. I saw on Twitter, Curling Geek uh, wanted a comparison of how many broom strokes there were on that. And it yeah. said Brecolant did over 100, I think. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it was just like they, they were giving it all right yeah. there. And yeah. then the win and the, the party atmosphere, uh, the crowd goes wild. Uh, Nobody slept that night. Uh, no. Just like a huge, no. huge party. Yeah, I think part of that, too, is, I mean, obviously the reaction was going to be huge if Gushu won that game. But also within that game, he got out to a lead, and then Kui just kept coming mm -hmm. back and coming back, and, and the wind was out of the sails a little bit of the crowd. And so when he makes that shot, it's not just that he won, but it's sort of this release of all the tension that had built up in that game, just the way it played exactly. out. And yeah, the, it just, they just go absolutely nuts. And remember too, you know, I believe it was a six 30 Eastern start. So an eight o'clock start locally. And with the delay, it was damn near midnight when he makes that shot. Uh, so it's just a, an incredible atmosphere, but yeah, that did not make the, my you're, list. But you're right about the tension, right? How that, like, yeah. sometimes you just need that, that thing to release and then everybody feels like they can celebrate. Whereas, you know, if it yeah. had been a final kind of like this year where, yeah. you know, he was ahead the whole time and, you know, there was never in doubt, you wouldn't have had that, uh, that kind of atmosphere likely. And, and also it was Gushu's first Briar win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he needed, he Which like, is crazy wanted to, to win. Think now. Right? Uh, that's the only yeah. thing he hadn't won until that point. So, uh yeah like uh anyway we we got off tr off yeah. topic. 20, 2017 was a good year for finals. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no no question. Uh but no my number one if I'm thinking about just uh pure quality curling if I just want to sit back and and watch a clinic of execution oh, and everything that I want in a curling game it's it's the 2019 Women's Worlds final uh Hasselberg and Tiranzoni. Uh, that game, it's just, it's so good. Uh, Elena Pats puts on an absolute clinic to win it. And it's it's one of these things, Scott, that when I, I think about, I, I said it 
been the best and worst of the year. Like if you're trying to convince somebody to watch curling or become a curling fan, you show them this game. It's it's just so good. Uh, no blank ends. It's an extra end win. Uh, Hasselberg goes deep on her last one in the 11th, so it's a relatively straightforward draw for Tiranzoni uh, with Alina Pats throwing last uh, to win the game. But it's just back and forth with, you know, deuces back and forth, you know, in four and five, and then again in seven and eight. You know, Tiranzoni gets the steal in nine. It's just, it's it's really good. You have a, a pick uh, yeah. in the 11th end on Elena Pats' shot. Uh, Sylvana Tiranzoni missed a shot in, I believe it was 10, mm-hmm. that could have changed the tie too and so you get this thing too of Tiranzoni after it's her second one and she's frustrated so you you also get that thing of you know you see the player she's angry she's like looking at the sky and uh trying to collect herself while Lena Pats has this look on her face of like yeah I got this like don't don't even we don't even worry about it so you get those that moment too at this uh, you know I think it's just uh, as close to a perfect game as you can get the only thing that would be better is if there had been people there <laughs> yeah yeah the uh the world's women's worlds in denmark last year in silkeborg <laughs> yeah so uh yes. yeah they didn't exactly have a, a giant crowd but you're right that was a great game that one made my list in a tandem with their 2018 euro final so they, they oh, play yeah. the european final in november and then have a rematch in the world final and as good as that world final was the the Euro final measures up. Uh, Hasselberg wins with a, a tough deuce in the tenth, only deuce of the game. Uh, they're fighting back and forth, uh, and it's not—it's not like they're scoring one, you know, on an open end kind of thing, right? It's because everybody's putting pressure on themselves. Uh, the team percentages for that game is Switzerland's at 87 and Sweden's at 91, and it, it's just like, like, like you say, clinics of curling and. I think we were all expecting a, a, a three-peat of this matchup at the Euros this year. Yeah. But uh, that game is also on my list, and that's uh, when Eve Muirhead takes on yeah. uh, Anna Hasselberg. And Hasselberg makes a crazy shot. I think it's a run back for the win. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Eve's like, I don't know what I could have done better. <laughs> like, okay, I guess that's yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, like uh, those European women's teams definitely, definitely putting on a good show. Yeah, who's on the call for that one uh, on on the YouTube version? Is it Rona for the Euro? I yeah. believe it is Rona. Yeah, I watched a little bit nice. of it getting ready. Yeah, because you know that makes a difference too, right? In in sort of what that the broadcast team is, uh, and. <laughs> in terms of rewatchability and making it fun, you want to make sure that it's a, a good broadcast. Yeah. And Rona, Rona's, I mean, it's, it's Vic and then probably Rona. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. There, yeah. uh, back, if you look at some of the old ones, you know, like some of the old CBC ones, you get Don Duguid and, oh yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Or, which like aren't very good, but they're, they're sort of a, Duguid was good. What are you talking it's about? It's sort of a different voice, right? I just yeah, I, it's a little jarring because it's not Vic, but I didn't before Vic. Don Duguid was the voice of curling in this. Yeah, country. I didn't like Don Duguid when he did Blue Jays games for, for a little bit. So <laughs> anyway, so okay, yeah. like uh, we've got a lot of diversion, Sean, because yeah, we I, do because I don't. There's only one that overlaps. Well, two. The, uh, so, so the the oh the Simmons Jacobs and women's final. Yeah, 
So, yeah. All uh, right. So what else you got? And, what have I missed? Well, Sean, yours was very, very, uh, you know, uh, biased towards now. What did you call it? Yeah. Recency bias. Recency bias. That's the word I was looking for. And yeah. I tried to like spread it out over a lot of time. <laughs> so why don't I go? Why don't I go okay. by time? Yeah, let's do All right. it. Uh, the 1985 Briar Final is on YouTube. Pat Ryan versus okay. Al Hackner. Yeah. The, the, it, the interesting stuff in this broadcast is obviously Hackner's shot in the 10th end is one of the all-time great shots. So you know yeah. that's coming. But you've also got, like, sweet Pat Ryan and his sweet mustache. Yeah. You've got Al Hackner and his cool glasses. They're... <laughs> Both teams are wearing sweaters, like curling sweaters. Yeah, that's chilly. It's a, but like, it's amazing. They, you know, they're. <laughs> you look out there now; they're wearing spandex pants. These guys are wearing wool sweaters. Yeah, pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, and the other thing is, there's no free guard zone. Right. In 1985. So, yeah. in addition to it having an all-time shot. Being able to watch some curling with uh, with sort of like the rules are different, uh, the style of play is very different, and the ice isn't as good. So all those things combined, like, it's pretty fun to watch. But is it fun in like a sort of almost cringy sense, like to compare it to what we have today? I mean, maybe, You're but sure. like we're like you said, we're stuck at home, like. Why don't why don't we rediscover why not, our history? Why not? <laughs> right, and that's a CBC broadcast, right? That's a Don Duke. Um, I can't remember. I I watched some of it today, and I can't remember. Okay, well, it definitely would have been a CBC broadcast. Likely, yes, yes. And then yeah. there was uh, on the YouTube video, it also it the, the length of it is like four and a half hours, and I said, what the heck was this a twelve end game or what? <laughs> and no, the, the Briar Final is the first half of the video, and then the second half of the video is uh, from the 1985 Worlds, the Men's Worlds. That, that oh. was called the McDonald Broom, I think. The McDonald Broom, Silver Broom. What was it in, okay. in Men with Brooms? It was the Golden Broom? The Golden Broom, yeah. Yeah, so I think this one was called the Silver Broom <laughs> in real life. And it was uh, Canada versus USA. A game, so you get some bonus if you just nice. let it go. Nice. So that's the oldest game that I that I wrote down. Okay. Uh, next in um, chronological, so this is a cool one that I found that uh, some of the ladies out there listening might be interested in, and this is a, a 1998 Men's Worlds tiebreaker game between Marku Usel Pavel Nieme and a young. <laughs> Thomas Ulsrud. Okay. Now this game is so. What what is good about this game? So this game is cool because, uh, it the the score like really fluctuates a lot. It's it's not like somebody getting a big lead and then just riding it out. Uh, it's a lot of back and forth, especially near the end. It's it's pretty cool. There's tons of rocks in play, so if you like that, you'll see it. Uh, a lot of people using the hammer broom. Pretty fun. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's very loud. It's it's pretty loud, except uh, Sean, like Marku Usopal and Yeme was really, really, really great at curling. 
I believe he was a bronze medalist in the 2002 Olympics. And um, I don't know about 1998. Okay, I'll look it up. Look that up for me. Uh, But the way he throws the rock is insane. (laughs) Go go and look at it. And he's got like his broom is up in the air when he throws it. And he's just sort of like wobbling. And you're like, how is this guy so good at curling? But he is. And to to be honest, he's like the last Finnish curler to be impactful at world championships. Uh, it, and you wonder, like, what has happened to men's curling in Finland? I know we we had the sort of Viking guys there for a, a couple of years in the the teens here. But right. he's he sort of makes you remember, oh, yeah, Finland was good at men's curling. Weird. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, so he did not make the playoffs in 2002. Uh, also appeared in 2006, which is where he won a silver. Medal. Oh, it was the silver in 2006 because Brad Gushu beat him in the yeah. final. Yeah, I I remember he medaled, but uh, oh well. Uh, and and uh, so this is a TSN broadcast. It's got Vic and Ray and Linda. So you get you get that going for you nice. and it's it's a pretty good game so so that's why i put it on here and it's something that like okay. you wouldn't think of to watch but uh for those ladies that like thomas olsrud there you go hey who doesn't love thomas olsrud right i mean come on yeah i, I hear about it from all of <laughs> my lady friends that curl <laughs> So, uh, so, uh, so, so I'll say, so, uh, you see, uh, went on in that event, Scott, did you say 97 or 98? Yeah, 98. So 98, he would go on to win the bronze medal in that event. Mm. Uh, so you see, uh, did that. So the bronze medal, I was incorrect actually was Marco Uzi Pavel Niemi. Who did I say? You said you see, but when I said the 2006 bronze medalist, I sh- that was Marco and not you. Yeah, yeah, Marco. It's it's his last name is Usi Pavel Niemi. Yeah, but there's a guy named Usi Usi Pavel Niemi Whoa. who was on that 1998 team. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, so they so okay, so they were okay, here we go. <laughs> it's Marco. So they were both they were both on the 1998 team. Does not appear that Usi survived to play in the Olympics in 2006. What terrible parents would name their kid Usi Usi Pavlenyemi? <laughs> it's like naming your kid John Johnson. Jeez. But he uh but he he taught uh, according to this, he taught Marku how to play and he was a skip uh in the late 80s and early 90s and then moved to third with his brother and then moved down to second uh, and then in this event that you're talking about ended up with uh, the lead position before going to skip his own team uh until 2009 and has sort of been in and out of curling since then and uh, there you go cool. uh fun history lesson thanks <laughs> full update full update on uc uc pavel yemen uh cool uh (laughs) all right next on my list sean uh the 2003 scott tournament of hearts semi-final between suzanne goody and kathy cunningham okay an east coast special east coast special 
and think about this. This is the semifinal. Colleen Jones has already earned the berth into the final. We're an all right. Eastern Canadian uh, like playoffs, basically. I think they beat Saskatchewan or yeah. something in the... An, an Atlantic time zone, man. No, no Eastern, Mountain, Central, or Pacific you here. You got the uh, Atlantic and the Newfoundland time matched up. And, and think about that now. Like, how crazy would it be if it was Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland, and Nova Scotia, and the women's side where the three yeah. teams left? Like, pretty great. Yeah. So uh, yeah. this game, Sean, I've talked about it before. Uh, I watched this live when I was in university. And I was so sad that Suzanne Goody lost. I went and got so drunk. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember doing Irish car bombs in uh, somebody's dorm room. So uh, good times. And Suzanne Goody, that was her first year at the Scotties, had come in, went 11-1 and one in the round robin, or maybe 10-2. 10-1. Uh, uh, 10-1, right. There's only 11 games. So was was basically on fire and cruising until she got beat in the one, two game, uh, by Colleen Jones dropped to the, the semifinal here. And Kathy Cunningham and her team played really, really well. The 10th end is fun to watch. Uh, it's sort of, uh, can we stop her from getting one? You sort of see the nerves in, in Suzanne there in that 10th end, uh, overall pretty fun game to watch. You know, you could probably fast forward a little bit through through some of the blanks, but uh, a good a good ending to this game. Nice, yeah. And uh, the final of that event, if you can find that too, went to an extra. Mm -hmm. The Kathy Cunningham, yeah, and Ka the Colleen Jones, yeah, Kathy Cunningham, a really, really, really good player that I don't know if a lot of yeah. people think about or remember. No, for sure. Uh, yeah, really a solid, very solid player. She she was back in the Scotties within the last couple of years uh playing yeah maybe if, if memory maybe, maybe yeah that sounds familiar so yeah definitely and i know i know she was included in our uh certainly in my best scotties ever like when we fantasy right. created a fantasy scotties field i know she was my rep from, from newfoundland. newfoundland yeah yeah i mean makes a lot of sense so yeah and you were right uh they did beat saskatchewan in the 3-4 game beating jam Becker. yeah that's right uh, All right. Uh, next up, uh, we'll go one more year. The 2004 Briar final, Sean. Did you know that the okay. Nokia Briar was coming to Halifax and uh, Randy Furby against Mark Dacey? This yeah. is the famous the legend against the legend killer. The famous 3 1 3 finish that yes. uh, it sort of uh, makes you think, what? what the heck? How can they do this? And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Mark Dacey takes down the Furby Four, the legendary team, with a, like a great last three ends. So even if you don't want to watch the whole game, just go and watch those last three ends. Pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Randy Furby and his team played the first seven ends perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. And yeah, then just a yeah, as you say, three one three. It's crazy to think that you can be up eight to four playing the eighth end of a Briar final and lose that game. Yeah. Even today, even in the four rock or the five rock. Yeah. Rule, like that's hard to fathom. And this was just after they had adopted the four rock rule in Canada. Cause I believe that was 2002. I did, I did some research today that it had always been four rocks at the world championships. 
and Canada adopted the three rock rule, I think in 92. And so the, the Canadian champion would have to go and adjust to a different rule. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like it imagine is. that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this was like pretty soon after the four rock rule came into play. Uh, maybe that had something to do with it. Not sure, yeah. but it is available. <laughs> and this was the first one that I wrote down. So not necessarily the, the number one thing that I would want to watch, but. But the one that immediately comes. Exactly. To mind. Yeah. 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 Uh, and again, that would have been still, I think, another CBC broadcast. It might have been. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up, Sean, uh, 2009 Men's World Final. I could only find the 10th end on YouTube. Worth, that's worth watching. Yeah. yeah that's enough. Uh, th- there was one of the rewatches that uh, I think John Collin did, um, I-, I think, or maybe it was just Hebert did it on his own. Uh, I can't Hebert remember. Hebert did one on his uh, own that... like the other day. Yeah, and I think it was this yeah. time. Yeah, so there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, the 10th end itself is a half hour. Yeah. And so. And listening to, yeah. to Ray and. Uh, Ray and Vic talking about like, whoa, what's he doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like uh, I, I will say too, I think that is a masterclass of broadcasting for mm-hmm. Ray, um, Linda, and, and Vic. Vic. That the the conversation on Kevin Martin's first one goes so long that they know they have to interject. But they interject in very sporadic ways where it's appropriate just to provide context and, and explain what exactly the discussion is in a situation where you think their natural reaction would be just let them talk. But it goes on for so long and it's it's kind of muddled because the guys are kind of talking over each other at points. It's just a really, really great job of broadcasting and explaining to the viewer what is actually going on. Yeah, I you're 100% right because you know if it was a, a lesser broadcaster of course um, they would be interjecting too much and you wouldn't be able to hear the conversation but the conversation was yeah. what made it so entertaining and, and interesting and yes. uh, I don't know if you've ever read Sean uh, John Morris's fitness book curling fitness book there are a lot of jokes in there about, oh, but uh, what were we doing in that 10th end there? And then, like, whoops. <laughs> like, there's so many little jokes in the book about it. Nice. Uh, so that nice. one is definitely in there. Um, yeah, uh, as it should be. As it should be, yeah. So the next game in my chronological order is a 2017. I've got two in 2017. So the European men's final. Uh, Kyle Smith against Nicholas Adin. Okay. You might not think of this game as like something interesting or why are you picking that, Scott? The Kyle Smith's team was great in this uh, this event here. They were the number three seed, but I believe like everybody was kind of tied. The the reason to watch this game, Sean, is to see an epic meltdown. <laughs> Kyle Smith, their team is winning. After the eighth end, they're up five to four. They lose this game ten to five. Everything falls apart. Uh, Kyle Smith is super angry. 
you should watch his interview with Rona after the game because he is so mad at himself. <laughs> and I, I remember watching this one in real time and being like, whoa, I can't believe that just happened. And and like, of course, Nicholas Sedin's team is very good. But, yeah. but like I'm looking at the percentages for the game and the Scotland lead, Cameron Smith, 94, Kyle Waddell, 90, Thomas Muirhead, 86, Kyle Smith, 81. 81 and that's and not bad no but it it was brought down to 81 <laughs> in the right, last yeah. blend. so like it, it was just like a crazy meltdown uh sweden scored like stole four in the 10th end it everything yeah. went wrong uh <laughs> it, it, just watch it for that because it's worth it speaking of epic meltdowns the next one i have yeah. on my list is the 2017 mixed doubles final world final between canada and switzerland oh Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of epic meltdowns. Yeah. So I remember where I was watching this one. Were we at the curling club? Oh uh, yeah, that was during the Paris yeah. spiel. And uh, there's nothing better than watching a curling meltdown at a curling. Oh club. yeah, it's amazing, right? Like <laughs> collective groans and everybody talking about how they would not have allowed that oh, to happen. It's just goodness, amazing. How could you do that? Yeah. Because Joy and Courtney basically threw a shot that gave Switzerland a chance to win. I, yeah. I don't think they had a chance to win before that. <laughs> Maybe. To no, I, I agree. Yeah. So that's a That's a good one uh, for anybody. Yeah. And it's a mixed doubles. It goes yeah, fast. Yeah. So. And, and mixed doubles is one that I didn't think you'd have any mixed doubles in there, Sean. So I thought I'd put one in. Right. Uh, yeah. And lastly, I was, one other thing I will say though, like, yeah, they, they they should have won the final. And, and I think the two of them, uh, Carruthers and, and Courtney, would tell you that. Uh, if it weren't for that performance, though, to get into the final, Canada might not have been in the Olympics. Yep. So, you know, we can be sort of critical a little bit of that final. But they really did yeoman's work in that event. Because remember, that was in the world uh, mixed doubles at that point is a top 16 make the playoffs and it's a one game elimination. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really tough circumstances for them with a lot of pressure because Canada and Canadians expect to be in the Olympics. So should have won the final, but great job of getting there. But great job to get there for sure. For sure. It was, uh, uh yeah, that's like mixed doubles playoffs is like, Whoa, it's, it's like March, March madness. Yeah. On ice. That's what, that's what they should <laughs> call it. They should call it April awesomeness. Anyway, yeah. So the, la the last go. one then, Sean, that I had that that we didn't uh, share was the 2018 Olympic gold medal game for all of our American friends. Uh, if you're feeling not so patriotic nowadays for whatever whatever <laughs> reason, uh, take take some time and go back and you know celebrate when America was really on top of the world. Well, I mean, <laughs> once he gets the five, though, like in terms of a game. I, I guess it's maybe like the 2010 he, Olympics. He gets the five and like the eighth end, right? Is it that late? I thought it was earlier. I, no, it's not that early. Okay. So, and because yeah, because the, but the last couple ends, Nicodine is just playing it out for the sake of playing it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he, he has to. But let, let me look, let me look here. Let me look at this. I'm pulling it up. Uh, yeah, pulling it's, it up in, myself. it's in the eighth end. Okay. All right. I apologize. So, so All right. Yeah. Go watch. We'll go watch the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So uh, 
USA all the way. Yeah. Well, well done to John Schuster. There you go. That's eliminated. Eliminated Kevin Cooley. You know, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, US. They're not uh, on top in everything, so you got to give them something every now and then to make them feel feel better. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So those are some some uh, hits for me to to nice. go and try. Nice. Maybe a little very more nice of a deep dive, but uh, all good. Yeah, very good. And Scott, there's one game though that uh, when when I was thinking about this, there's one game that for years, like every couple months, I'll something will trigger in my head and and I'll be reminded of, and I go to search to see if somebody's found it, and and posted it online. I have yet to find mm. it. Um, I maybe I'll have to do a digger dive into the VHS curling uh, archive there, but. The 20, 2011 Scotty's Tournament of Hearts Wednesday night draw between Jennifer Jones and Kathy Overton Clapham. I want that game. Yes. I want access to that game. If you're talking about, like, for me, I love when the crowd's into it. That crowd was firmly behind Kathy Overton Clapham. There was no reason, based on record, for that to be the feature game, but there was no question that that was going to be the feature game. And Kathy Overton comes out and plays the game, like, just is on point the whole time. She makes a huge draw in the first end against three or four, and the crowd is behind her. The other players are behind her. Uh, it's, you know, I think it's Andrea Crawford, her game ends early and their whole team sort of sits behind the scoreboard and is watching and openly cheering for Kathy <laughs> over to clap. Wow. It's just, it's an incredible atmosphere. Cause again, it's another one in a small building. That one was in, in Summerside. So a small building, it's full and everyone's cheering for Manitoba. Vic has a great call after Kathy over to makes a, a, an amazing shot. I think in the eighth end where he says something like, you know, if you're, not from here they call you a, an ffa you're from far far away but tonight she's an islander or something it's just <laughs> it's incredible it's just amazing so uh, that one uh th that's one that i i would go back and watch a lot i think very, that that atmosphere was very great. good so uh the call is out if anybody can find that one yeah please send it my please way post it because we're interested yeah it'll be on a loop a loop in my house so uh <laughs> So, yeah, so that's a lot of uh, stuff to go watch here over the next however long this lasts, wherever you are. And hopefully we've we've set you up with some good ones. But certainly let us know what we've missed because, Scott, there's no way that we have, even though we've talked for 55 minutes, there's no way we've been thorough. Uh, and we've certainly missed some good stuff out there. Yeah, I'm interested, especially if there's any Pacific Asia games that we should watch. Uh, yeah. I, I hope Rocks Cross the Pond can help us out with that. I know Ryan watched a, a lot of Japanese curling in the last <laughs> couple of years. So uh, if there's any of those great games out there, I, I wasn't sure enough if they were good to, to talk about them, but uh, I'm sure there are some good ones. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even, hey, if there's, I know some clubs like stream and then post games, maybe there's a good club game Ooh. somewhere out there. Ooh, that, that could be fun to watch too. That could be really fun to watch. Maybe somebody bailing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that so yeah anything you got out there curling content let us know and we'll share it 
widely. So uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. As always, please do subscribe to the show wherever it is you get your podcasts. Give us the likes, ratings. Helps keep the show going and allows other people to find it. Do follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter at Game of Stones Pod. And you can email the show at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. And Scott, just a quick shout out uh, to James Cormany up there in Wadsworth, Ohio. Uh, he pointed out uh, to us in, a, in an email last week that we might have to change our intro now that Lisa Weagle is no longer on Team Homan. Yeah, uh, that's the right. Intro, there's, there's the clip of, yeah, Joe and Courtney yelling hardly, so we might have to change that now. Oh, boy. That's going to be uh, yeah. a lot of work to change that. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> it uh yeah it's not the most appealing uh thing to think about so but thank you uh to thanks to james uh for pointing that out to us right on and uh yeah so thanks again everybody for listening that'll do it uh this week you like that transition scott good segue <laughs> what are you sneezing or something <laughs> uh, it's been a long show uh, <laughs> So, so we'll be back with you uh, next week, next Wednesday, as we uh, continue with our Wednesday publishing schedule. So in the interim, be safe, everybody. And as always, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that insert. Make the final.